Unfiltered, the official Sunderland AFC podcast. CFC Unfiltered, another edition of the club's official podcast with myself, Frankie Francis, and former player Danny Collins alongside me as ever here on SFC Unfiltered. Last time out, it was Christian Speakman. Today, it's going to be Dan Neal, someone who's really impressed in the early exchanges of the season. And Danny, he's looked really good, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed watching him so far this season. Um, he's, he's filled in at left back at times and done a job there. And then more recently, he's got into his preferred position in the middle of the park and turned in some top performances. I think the fans are seeing that. Uh, they're enjoying seeing him in the middle of the park. A couple of assists already. Got his goal, didn't he, last week as well. A great finish. So promising signs for him. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying watching him out there on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, we should just let the listeners know how we're going about this because of COVID protocol, we are back to the old school way of recording this. I'm in my home, you're in your home and Dan's up at the academy as well who's going to be joining us on the line very, very soon. Um, But it's going to be a great chance to get to know Dan. You know, he's obviously, you know, secret of the fact he's a massive Sunderland fan. There's been pictures circulating of himself on the terraces but it's going to be really good to, to find out what it means to him to play for play for Sunderland, you know, and play in front of that crowd of which he was part of not so long ago. Yeah, exactly that, really. I think he's young lad, still 19 years old. But, um, yeah, going back, there's there's that picture, isn't there, when he was down at Wembley in, uh, for the cup final in 2014, a young lad. Um, and then, what, six, seven years later, here he is now pulling on the, the red and white stripes for, for Sunderland and, and scoring a, a cracking goal, as I've just mentioned, uh, at the Stadium of Light last week. So, uh, no, it's uh, exciting times ahead for Dan. Um, and let's just hope he, he keeps in churning out these performances, which he is doing. Yeah, and of course, he's getting his first real run in the side properly, really, isn't it? Over the last couple of seasons, he's made cameos in the EFL Trophy, which I guess what that trophy is all about, isn't it? Trying to give opportunities to the likes of Daniel. But he's obviously shown a lot, not just in those games, but in training this season and pre-season to warrant that place, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think last season he, he played in some of the Papa John's games, didn't he? And come off the, I think he had a couple of appearances in the league off the bench. Um, and I think he was maybe a little bit frustrated, but he's now taking that step, isn't he, from the 23s football coming into first team. As I said there, he's still only 19. He's still young, isn't he, both in terms of his age and his, his experience at, at senior level. Uh, but just looking at him, again, we're going to get to speak to him in a minute, but he looks like the type of character that nothing phases him. Um, he plays the game mature and beyond his years when you look at him out on the pitch. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, to catching up with him and see what he's got to say. Okay then, let's uh, hope he joins us on the line, which he is doing right right now. Uh, so let's speak to Dan Neal. Dan, how are you doing? How's training been today? Just another regular day of the academy? Yeah, just uh, a normal training session. Um, quite light after the game on Saturday. But yeah, nice training session in the uh, warm northeast sun this morning. For a do, change. Yeah, do you, do you enjoy training, Dan? And What's the, the drills like under this manager? Is it, is it fun to train at the academy? Yeah, there's a, this under this new manager, well, not new, he's been here a while, so I've done quite a lot of his drills, but the, it changes most sessions. Um, obviously, it's a bit tougher when it's Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday every week, but uh, in general, he likes to try and change it up and like defend as I'll go do defensive stuff and attack as I'll do the finishing work and... But yeah, I think everyone's been enjoying training uh, this season and I certainly have been. Um, get time at the end to work on whatever you want to work on, whether it's longer passing or shooting for me or if it's a defender, clearances, heading. 
So yeah, it's a, it's a real good mix of um, drills during the sessions. And in particular yourself, what have you been working on? Have you been trying to improve any particular aspect of your game recently? Um, I, I've actually been over with the defenders quite a lot when it's come to training. Um, although, although I do think I need to work on my finishing still. Um, but I think it's just getting used to them second balls and timing for headers in midfield because I think I've said previously that that's something that I need to work on just like judging the flight of the ball while it's in the air winning headers second balls and things like that but on the flip side I also need to work on my finishing I think that's the biggest part on the ball for me that I need to work on but I'll, I'll always find time at the end of the session to, to do a little bit on that as well. Well, it wasn't a bad finish against Accrington last week, Dan, on your, on your weaker left foot, was it, what, 20 yards out? Uh, caught it sweet, flew past the goalkeeper there, so, you know. As, you, as yourself coming in, you're obviously a young lad. Um, I, I ask this to a lot of people and think, do you ever look into other per, uh, players, past or present, in your position and not sort of model yourself on them, but look at perhaps traits, what you can take from their game, like, a, for instance, in your position, a Steven Gerrard, a Lampard or even a Jordan Henderson, maybe? Yeah, um, obviously, as a Sunderland fan growing up, I think people like like the the hard work and the determination of someone like Lee Catamall just ratting around. I obviously I got the privilege to train with him a few times when I was a bit younger when he was here, and he was just a hundred percent in every single one hundred and ten percent in every single session and every single game, like talking constantly. So in terms of the off the ball stuff, I think Lee Catamall was one of them at Sunderland. Um, but then obviously on the ball, you've got Jordan Henderson, people like Jan and Via at Sunderland, uh, good technical players. But in terms of outside of Sunderland, I, <laughs> I like, obviously, Stephen Gerrard was a big one growing up. But, uh, and this is going to sound, but Zidane, I, I really do like Zidane. <laughs> and I know there's been a few things on Twitter obviously because Zidane but uh, <laughs> I'm not just saying that I really do enjoy watching Zidane in terms of right now um, in football I really like Frankie de Jong yeah. for Barcelona Yeah, I just love the way he turns and manipulates the ball and drives forward through the lines um, yeah I would say Frankie de Jong at the minute Cool, Dan. Thanks. Would you, if you wouldn't mind, just telling us a little bit about how long you've actually been at Sunderland as a as a player, and a little bit about your youth development. Yeah, so I would I started off at Hebben Town Boys Club, and I was picked up pretty much straight away at the age of six. Um, you're obviously not allowed to sign until you're nine properly. So I was just in like the development and the elite squads, and then as soon as I turned nine, I signed straight away, and uh, I played the year up most of the time uh, until I got to the older years and then I around under 14s then I came back down to my own age uh, obviously I picked up a bit of an injury so I was out for a while and then from then I was just being playing up so as a 16 I was playing 18s as an 18 I was playing 23s uh, but yeah I, like my whole journey through this academy has been like Top notch, like I've like I've enjoyed every single minute of it from under nines all the way up to where I am now. You're saying they're joining at nine year old, but just going forward three years to, to when you were twelve year old, uh, and there's that famous photo of you which has been doing the rounds, hasn't there, in the recent times <laughs> with the the 2014 cup final? There, you're looking young and fresh faced, and you know seven years <laughs> seven years later now you're fast forwarding, uh, you're now pulling on the red and white stripes for Sunderland out at the stadium of light in front of thirty odd thousand. How does that feel for you? I mean, it must be some buzz coming out the tunnel to that 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I've I always wondered what it would feel like in the build up to the game when you're standing in the tunnel and you can hear the roar and you can hear the music and you can hear like the build of tension and the anticipation and obviously first game of the season I got to experience that. Um, obviously we're at Wembley last year. That's where the comparisons come in with the photo, but. Like it was an unbelievable experience still, but it just it wasn't the same without the fans. It's like, yeah, it just wasn't the same. But obviously, when it came to the first game of the season, it was just like, I was just like, before, like when we ran on the pitch and we clapped the fans and then stopped for a bit while the captains flipped the coin, I was just looking around thinking, geez, like, Jesus, like, this is unbelievable. And looking forward to a run out at left back as well that day. I think uh, we probably mentioned it as well. <laughs> obviously, the biggest crowd you you will have played in front of at the time, I guess. And similar with Callum Doyle, obviously, alongside you there at left centre half. I'd imagine you had one or two words and a little smile at each other. Did you just have a look at the crowd and, and just getting that feeling? I mean, I used to get it as well, as you mentioned there, in the tunnel. Dance of the Nights was on, you could hear it. You're lining up there, ready to come out. And you just get those hairs up on the back of the neck, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I think I was talking to Callum and just telling him to make sure he would cover us because obviously <laughs> I was out of position. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like it's like I've said before. Like when the sing wise men say at the start, it's just like hair stand up on the back of your neck moment, and you just can't help but look around. Like you almost forget that you're playing for a minute or so. Uh, but then as soon as the whistle goes, you kind of like you just naturally block out the noise. The only time you really hear it, I think, is when it goes out for a corner and then there's a big roar or like a throw in and then like it's the game slows down and you can hear bits in the crowd like while you're playing you just can't you don't really hear anything I, I personally think because you're such a homegrown player Dan do you feel like it's in your DNA to get Sunderland back to where they belong <laughs> yeah I, I, I definitely think well it's definitely something I'd love to do um, obviously when we're in the Premier League and the Championship I was obviously far too young to even be involved in the first team but as soon as I came in full time as a 16 year old and we're down in League One it's just always been on my mind like I just want to get into this first team as fast as I can because I want to be part of the rebuild of this football club like it's been it was in the Premier League for like years after years after years and then to be in the stands as as a fan and watch it kind of fall and like fall rapidly uh, it, it did hurt a little bit um, but now that I'm in this position that I'm in playing for the club like week in week out I just want to be part of that rebuild phase and I want to I want to yeah I do want to get the club back to where it belongs and can you feel within the club that that rebuild is is serious now this season yeah, 100%. I think there's more of a, especially obviously the gaffer came in halfway through last season. So, and it was tough to implement his ideas and like his culture because it was Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday every week. Um, whereas he's had a full pre season to get in players that he wants, get that blend of youth and experience that I think he's always wanted. Um, and I just think the squad's in a good place and like we're doing what the gaffer wants. and um, and obviously we're picking up some good results along the way and it just everything's positive around the club now uh, other than obviously the hiccup on Saturday but like we just need to move on from it and get back to winning ways Dan as well I know it's early doors this season but um, going back to last season as well and you had a, a taste of it in the first team you know coming through from the 23s taking that step up um, played in a few of the Papa John's trophy games didn't you limited game time in the first team we've, we've spoke about it before me and Frankie when we came out the stadium that time and we've seen you 
and you looked a little bit down, a little bit low, that you weren't perhaps getting some game time. Where you're at now, do you feel like uh, one of the first names on the team sheet rather than like a bit part player coming into it now, an important cog in the system, really? Yeah, I think I think that night that I seen you, it was the night of the COVID crisis and we didn't really have many players on the bench and like I thought like oh my like this is my chance the new gaff I'd come in and like I thought oh this is my chance to come off the bench and really make an impact and then I was an unused sub and I was just thinking oh like w- like what do I do from you like if I can't get on when there's an absolute covid crisis in the squad like what chance have I got like type of thing um but like you've just got to stay positive. Like things ha- things change in football so fast. I've learned that over the last season and a, and a bit. Um, but going into pre-season, I just like I remember saying to my dad, like I like this is the year that I f- like really feel as though I'm going to break through. Um, and obviously, I just wanted to give the the Gaffard decision to make in pre-season and perform as well as I could in training and games and. And, and gain his trust. I think that was a big thing last year. I think there was a few games that I've come on. I think the Lincoln game, especially in the semi-final, I don't think I'd done a few things tactically that he wanted off the ball. Um, so, and that was a reason I didn't want to go on loan because I really wanted to learn his style of football and how he wants to press and things like that. And I just wanted to implement that into my, into my game so that this season I was pr- fully prepared to get into this team because that's all I've ever wanted, really. Yeah, Dan. Will will the manager pull you in individually for to go through video footage of, of games and what you, he thinks you're doing well and what you can improve on, or does he do it as a collective in maybe the midfield department and the defenders? Then, or, or is it mainly individual? Will he pull you aside and say, Dan, I'm looking for you to do this a little bit better and vice versa? So, in ter- so like after games, we'll have a full team meeting, and then if if like I could go up to him and go, oh, Gaff, can we go through these clips? Um, or like to Maka or other uh, new first team coach or if Tails was here last year um, and then obviously on the pitch he gives you pointers so he's he's been talking to me a lot about receiving the ball with an open shoulder position so that I can go forward with the ball because he feels as though I'm coming to the balls too square on which means that I've got to take more touches um, So and he's just on about mixing the game up because he knows that I can drive forward with the ball but he just wants us to like maybe get the switch on faster or little one twos around the corner and and things like that. So he's been he's been onto us about them two things: the uh, shoulder position and just changing up my game on the ball. Yeah. So I go back to pre-season. What you've mentioned there and working on a lot of stuff. But going into pre-season there, we were obviously short on numbers, having let a lot of lads go, and we we didn't have any fullbacks at the start of the year. You find yourself at left back first game of the season. We've got obviously Winchester <laughs> at right back. Um, but you got on with it. Um, since then, you've obviously gone into midfield, where obviously you prefer that. But you've done a decent job at left back. Where we sort of set up now in maybe a four-two-three-one. Do you prefer playing in there alongside the sitter, or do you prefer playing a little bit more advanced, or happy to do either? Um, I think when I when I got chose to play left back at first. Well, obviously the first game of the season, it was a bit like I don't care. I'm playing. Like, like I'm I'm playing. It's my debut. Like I'll do anything to play. I'd have played in goal if if he wanted us to. But um, I just felt as though it was a good chance for me to prove that I'm versatile, and that I can play wherever he wants us to and do the job. So like I think Luke's the biggest example of that in most leagues, in most clubs. He's 
he can play absolutely anywhere on the pitch, which means that he's probably going to play most games during the season. Because obviously with suspensions and injuries and stuff like that, so that I didn't see it as a oh he's just putting his left back because um he, like he doesn't want as a midfield type of thing. It was right he's putting his left back. I'm going to prove to him that I can play there, and then when I get the chance in midfield, I'm going to prove to him I can play there as well. So then he's got two options to play as. But in terms of where my preferred position would be, I think I like playing as one of the. F- flatter two with a holding midfielder next to us it just gives me that license to go forward and drive forward with the ball and kind of not worry about what's behind us obviously with Luke Luke's a busy bee as well so he always wants to get into the box and he's running around because he's a ball of energy so sometimes I have to be aware that he may be breaking forward but and generally he says like you just make the box, you go and do your stuff and I'll I'll sit and I'll clean up type of thing. I was going to say there, Dan, do you think when you were asked to play at left-back in those early games, do you think those were the games that really cemented that trust between yourself and the gaffer, which has now led you, you know, being on the starting lineup every week? Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, he knows that I'm a midfielder and he knows I can do the job in midfield. But the fact that I've had to go out of position on my debut in front of the first crowd I've ever played in front of, in front of not a bad team either as well, by the way, because they're joint top with us. And, like, to do the job well, like, I think he just, I think that was the thing that made him trust us because he knows that I can not only just do a job in my position, I can also do a, a job in other positions as well. And I think, I think that's what impressed him the most, that the fact that I can do anything that he asks us to, really. So you got the trust of the manager. The fans want to hear a little bit more about Dan Neal, the person. And Danny's got prepared a few quick-fire questions now, which he's going to throw at you. And I want you to answer as fast as you can and as honestly as you can. So over to you, okay, Dan. Okay, mate. So on, just a, a little this or that, really. So uh, ten questions. The first one is an Indian or a Chinese takeaway? Oh, Chinese all day. Chinese, yeah. What's your favourite dish? Yeah. What would you go for? Oh... Uh, you know what it is? I don't even do dishes. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't had a Chinese or an Indian in a while. Healthy, it would just be, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> professional in that. <laughs> um, just noodles and egg fried yeah. rice and a bit of sweet and sour chicken and sweet things like sour that. chicken. Yeah, not a big, Standard not not a big fan of uh, Indian dishes. So, all oh, right, okay, mate. No spicy foods, no, no. Right. Yeah. Okay. Second question <laughs> is. Score the winner in an FA Cup final for Sunderland or score the winning goal this season in the promotion playoff final? Oh, playoff final. Playoff final. Playoff final, yeah. yeah. Over yeah. the FA Cup yeah. final, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Question number three. A game of FIFA or a game of Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Um, few of the boys have been getting, getting back into it this season. Me, Ian O'Brien, Jordan Willis, Pritchard. Yeah. Yeah, we've been getting back into it. Yeah, I, I was a game uh, Call of Duty gamer as well back in the day, mate. I've, I could never take to, to FIFA and people say, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you play football games? I suppose you're doing it every day, but no, I was, I was a Call yeah, of Duty man as well. Yeah, that's the exact reason, that's the exact yeah. reason. Bit of a, bit of a shoot em up eye. Right, yeah. question number four, always on time or five minutes late? <laughs> <I'd> l- <laughs> I would like to think, well, I should be always on time. But I think a lot of my friends and my family would always say I'm five minutes late. So. Oh yeah, because we know that the gaffer yeah, likes to keep an eye on gaffer likes to keep an eye on the clock. Then he mentioned it last season. Yeah, I think the... I think in terms of inside the football club, I'm always on time. Oh yeah, apart yeah. from once this season. But in terms of outside the club, I'm always late. Yeah. Always. Did you, did you get hit with a fine? Yeah. Did yeah. you? 
Yeah, in the kitty. <laughs> yeah. Good, good stuff. Right. Yeah, okay. for the Christmas do. <laughs> is there is there someone in the club who's always late, who's always late for the team meetings, late for the bus, who's, who's the one that you can bank on who's, who's always going to be late? Always late? You're not got to be one To fair, there. most of the boys are on time. I, I can't actually remember anyone getting fined for being late other than no. me, so I'd probably just have to see, <laughs> probably have to see me. So you then, you then, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, ne- <laughs> next one, uh, question number five. Uh, a TV show or a good movie? Are you a box set man or a movie man? I'd say a movie. Uh, movie. Box sets, I just lose concentrate. Like, once I get four episodes in, I just forget what's happened. And then, oh, do you? Yeah. So lose concentration in it. Yeah. Right. I have watched a few good box sets like, and enjoyed it, but most of the time it's just a movie for me. Right. Okay, mate. Number six, the usual one Messi or Ronaldo for you? <gasps> you know what it is? It's actually changed my mind in the last few weeks in terms of best player ever. I just think the fact that Ronaldo's come to the back of the Premier obviously he hasn't done it yet, but he's just yeah. because he's banging in goals. But in terms of a footballer, I've always loved Messi. I've always preferred Barcelona over Real Madrid yeah. and just yeah. the way they play. So it's a tough one, but. I have to go Ronaldo just because he's come back to the Prem and stuff like that. And you could, you know, it's a possibility you could get him in a cup game and play against Ronaldo. Danny, you probably played against Ronaldo back in the day, I did, did you? yeah. I've played against him, uh, well, at Old Trafford, I remember, for Sunderland back in the day, yeah. I think we, we drew 0-0 that night. Uh, Kev Ball was Oof. in temporary charge, yeah. Um, I was you left, back. left back against him as I well? I was left back, yeah, and he was out on the right just wing. Just in the yeah, pocket. So. Yeah. In the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he, I think he went off after about 70, Dan, to be honest. Yeah, so oh, he did he? Been quiet. Yeah, bad day at the office. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I, I'm a Messi fan, obviously. You know, I, I like them both. You, can, you know, apples and oranges, I suppose, but uh, I just, yeah. I'm a Messi. Uh, number seven, a relaxing beach holiday or a sightseeing trip around the city? Um, Sun lounger on the beach? Probably a beach or? holiday. Yeah, yeah, probably a beach holiday. Yeah. 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 I, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go with you on that one as well. Number eight, uh, a Pepsi or a Coke? Oh, just the same thing. Oh, no, there's a big taste difference there, isn't there? Come on. Is there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go like... Coke. We'll always, have a, we'll always have a Coke after an away trip on the, uh, on the bus on the way back, so yeah. Yeah, full fat. Yeah. Full fat or a diet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the calories back in. Yeah. Get, get it back in, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Pepsi for me, Frankie, what about yourself? I was more of a lilt man, if I'm honest. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Dance music or R and B? Would you go for music? Depends what the si- depends what the situation is. If I'm just chilling, it's R and B. If I'm getting ready for a night out, then it's dance music. Right. Okay. Got a few shapes All in you on the dance floor, Dan. Though a few shapes in you. After a few, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After a few, I think so. Well, I think so. I'm not sure how many other people think so. Like. Right. <laughs> okay, mate. Last one. Batman or Superman? Who would you be? Batman, Batman. or Superman? Batman. Batman. Yeah. Batman, all these cars and that. Yeah. All his, all his, all his gear. Yeah. 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 Right. All his gear. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's your ten. Well Good done, stuff. Dan. Well, okay then. Well, I know. I think you've got a quiz ready still to come as well. But I want to get back round to, to this season as well. And and you've touched upon some of the your team members there when you were speaking about you know what you get up to on Call of Duty and stuff like that. But uh, it gives us a little bit more of an insight. Is there any like practical jokers in the side, Dan? Is anyone, you know, the, is the same characters? <laughs> Pulling tricks up the academy. Yeah, um, obviously when I was in the twenty threes, you were, like you were close to the first team in terms of changing room, and I didn't expect this person to be as much of a joke as what he is. But Tom Flanagan, constantly, constantly doing like just bantering people and doing stuff to people's stuff, and I'd say I'd say Flano, Griggy when he was here, them two are just like double trouble in the changing room. 
Um, but yeah, Flano is constantly getting like bantering people and doing stuff to people's clothes and stuff like that. So I definitely say Tom Flanagan, which I think might be a surprising choice to a few people. Yeah, he's having he's having a good season though, Tom, isn't he? Yeah, definitely, like really good. I mean. When we started the season, obviously Winchester midfielder at right back, Flano sent off, a 17-year-old making his debut next to him, a 19-year-old midfielder playing left back making his debut. He's just marshaled the back line like so, so well and like he's a real commanding voice at the back. Like He's constantly talking. I mean, sometimes it's like, like Flano, shut up. But <laughs> you know that it's good for the good of the team and that it, it really does make a difference when he's constantly shouting at people and, and encouraging people and uh, giving constructive criticism and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's had a really, really good start of the season. Yeah, so he just, need, just needs to stop them yellow cards, mate, doesn't he? <laughs> he likes to tackle. He likes to tackle. I don't know who it was against. I turned around and he's absolutely wiped someone out in the middle of the park. I can't remember who it was against. I don't know if it was Wimbledon. Was uh, it Wimbledon? Was it Wimbledon? I thought, was it, it was the home game? Yeah, the ball got played into number 10 and I've turned around and Flannel has just come steaming Smashed through. Him. I was like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let knows that. Yeah. Dan, you just mentioned there as well around the training ground. He's a joker and stuff. But just thinking there, what is it like? Because we've got a lot of young lads who have come into the team. You know, some of these young lads coming in on loan from Premier League clubs. Is there a good mix between the young lads and the experienced boys? Because I've been at clubs before where a lot of the young lads stick together. You've got the the experienced boys who sort of stick together. Or is there a good blend and a good mix around the place? No, it's a really good mix this year. Um, obviously, I would say there's more young lads than old lads. To be honest. And obviously all the younger lads are, are full of energy and things like that. And like and then the older heads, and this is in terms of on the pitch, just like calm it down and they've got the that experience and they know how to win games and things like that. So they're just like helping us through games, like the young lads, like helping with game match experience and how to hang on to leads, how to keep the ball, how to like see games out and things like that. But off the pitch, like some of the older lads are just as big kids as the younger lads, to be honest, like they they're just getting on the banter and like they get all the young lads involved in it and stuff like that. So yeah, the changing rooms been really good this year. Yeah, and I suppose it helps as well the position we're in this season. You know, we've you've been there where you, you you're going well. You're up the top end of the table. It's always a good place to come into on a Monday morning, isn't it? Especially when you've had a good result at the weekend. You can't wait to get back out on the training pitch and get going ready for for the next game, as opposed to. When I've been, when you're down the bottom end of the table, or you're in a sticky patch and results aren't going, the place can be quite flat. So you need these experienced boys in there to help the young boys in them situations. Definitely, especially like obviously we're going to have hiccups this season, and like like Saturday for example was a little, was a little bit of a hiccup compared to what we've started, even Burton. But that's when the older lads such as Flano, Corey Evans, Geeds, they've all been in these situations before. And they know how to deal with it, and like obviously some of the younger lads haven't been able to experience that yet because it's some some of the first, including me, like first first team season. So it's about not getting too high when you're on a high, and it's about not getting too low when you. Uh, having a few hiccups. Thanks, Dan. Um, so far, you've done really well in Danny's quickfire quiz, and that's just to let the fans know a little bit more about yourself. But of course. As you know, because you're, I'm sure, because you're a Sunderland fan, you'll be a regular listener to SAOC Unfiltered. There's often a quiz at the end. Some of your teammates, Lyndon Gooch, for example, did really well last season. Uh, Christian Speakman redeemed himself in the last 
podcast because previously he did complete a zero out of five score, didn't he? He Denny? did, yeah. Mel um, came on, didn't she? Got five out so, of five as well recently. So yeah, <laughs> and Mel came on and got five as well. So Danny, it's back over to you for uh, Dan's quiz question. Yeah, okay, Dan. So a little mixed bag for you. There's a few football ones in there as well. Tried to help you out. Um, I've had one or two complain that they find them a little difficult. Uh, you know, which I find. But okay, anyway, okay. we'll on, see man. how you get on, mate. Question number one. Which of Santa's reindeer comes first alphabetically? Oh, um, <laughs> hold on. I thought he might. I thought he mouthed it there. Then is he? Is, is it Blitzen? It is Blitzen. Correct. Oh, yeah. he's also a flyer. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Obviously, still a believer. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, is Dancer one? Yeah, he's further. D- yeah, yeah, further down. Yeah, really. I was going to say that, and then I thought, nah, there's got to be another one. There you go. Good start, oh, mate. Well. One out of one. Here we go. Question number two. Who has the most Premier League assists out of these three players? Is it A, Cesc Fabregas, B, Steven Gerrard, or C, David Silva? Ooh. I think it's between the two Spaniards. Just looking at your face there to see if I can get it. <laughs> I'm, not giving, I'm not giving you nothing. I'm not giving you nothing here. No. Big poker face. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Silva. He's played probably nah, strong. <laughs> it's um, I'll give you Stephen Gerrard. That's ninety-two. David Silva. David Silva's oh, got. Right. No, 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 Stephen Gerrard's got ninety-two. Oh, right. Okay. David, David Silva's got ninety-three, and Cesc Fabregas has hundred and eleven. Cesc Fabregas oh, was the answer. Christ, wasn't even close. Yeah. Oh well. You, you were right, mate. It was one of the Spaniards. You got that far, but yeah. then, you know, picked the wrong one. Anyway, question number three. Where in the human body would you find the tibia? The shin? Yep. Shin yeah. area, leg? It is, yeah, yeah. The tib- yeah. tibia, tib-fib joint down there. It's in the leg, yes. To give you that one, mate. That's two. Two out of three. Question number four. Who scored the only goal of the game in last season's FA Cup final for, for Leicester against Chelsea? 1-0 win for Tielemans. Leicester. It was Yuri Tielemans, correct. Absolute screamer. Screamer, yeah. I remember I was watching it. They are. That's three out of four. And the last question, number five. Which football club did One Direction's Louis Tomlinson sign for on a non-contract term in 2013? Oh, I remember this. Uh you were a One Direction fan, Dan, or? Nah, I just remember <laughs> seeing it. Um, <laughs> uh, I give was you a clue. Doncaster? Oh, I was going to give you a clue there, but you don't need the clue. It is Doncaster Rovers. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I, thought, oh, I thought your reaction there, I thought I got it wrong. Yeah. Like, Why in the way is it? <laughs> well, I was going to help you out and say it's a team in our division, but you didn't need it. But uh, yeah, four out of five, Dan, good effort. Yeah, yeah just, I'll take that. I'll take just that. Sesk let you down there. Yeah. Oh, well, well, well done, Dan. That was a good show in that. That was good. First time out and all that. We're going to end things now, though, Dan, by asking if you've got any targets, ambitions or goals for the season. Obviously, the main one would be to get Sunderland out of this division, I imagine, you know, and something which you, you would want as a fan as well as a player. But do you have any kind of goal targets, assist targets or even maybe international ambitions? I think coming into the season, it wasn't. I didn't have any targets and it was just about playing as many games as I possibly can and playing well but now that I've started playing most games obviously it might not be all season but at the minute I'm playing most games I was looking at maybe six to eight goals and eight to ten assists obviously it is quite high but 
like I'm just gonna aim high and like see if it see if it happens for us. And in terms of the international targets, I would like like I would like to get back in the England setup. I was in it when I was younger. Um, before I picked up that injury, and I've just never been close to it since. And I think this is my best chance, if anything, to get back into it. And yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to get back into that England setup before the end of the season. No, good stuff, Dan. You're on. You're on your way with the assist anyway. I think you've got two in the league so far, haven't you? Obviously, one, one with Embo at uh, two MK in the league, Johnson. and then one in the cup. And Stuart, then a wasn't good it? One, at home goal. To one, and, one and three, I think. No, good stuff. Yeah. Keep working on that left foot, mate. Keep it. Keep it. You know. Pulling the trigger from 25 <laughs> it's yards. It's right for any of work on, not me left. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that one Saturday, didn't you? What, yeah, you, you sliced across it first half Saturday. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's not talk about that one. Sliced right, go it. Get, go and get a bag of balls, mate, and have a, have a work on that right, right peg after training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Thanks, Cheers. Dan. Thank you very much. Cheers. Great to be able to speak to someone like Dan Neal here on SAFC Unfiltered. And I guess that's what the podcast's all about having access and giving the fans a chance to find out about those personalities and someone who was just breaking into the into the side, Danny, and really impressing. Well, it is as well. I think you look at the fans, they they only really get to see the lads, don't they, for an hour and a half on a Saturday afternoon or, or a Tuesday, as it were. But um, it, it is good for the fans to, to see what they're like as a character as well. And, you know, you get to know the lads a little bit more from doing the podcasts and, and for ourselves as well, getting to chat to the boys. You know, we... We often get down to the training ground to have a, a bit of a discussion with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to see what their character is like, other than, as I said, what you see on a, on a pitch on a Saturday afternoon. And as a 19-year-old playing you know, regularly now, you'll remember when you were playing regularly at that age as well. What's the most important thing you have to be able to, to do at that age? Is it just to take on criticism and advice at, at every step? It is, yeah. I think you get some lads, uh, especially at that age, you might get one or two who think they know everything, but you're always learning in football. You know, even to, to my latter years playing 38-39, you're still always learning. You know, there's, the game's developed itself, you know, formations and the way teams are playing these days. And as a young lad, you've got to listen, you've got to learn and take everything on board and put the hours in as well on the training pitch. And that's, that's the key, as you mentioned there, whether you're doing it on a Saturday, but it's what the manager and the coaching staff are also seeing the lads doing week in, week out and day in, day out on that training pitch and, and, and also listening and taking the information on board. And as I say, just we, we've spoke to Dan there and he seems to be the type of a lad to me that wants to listen, he wants to learn and he wants to progress. And the lad's back in action this weekend against Bolton at the Stadium of Light. It's not going to be easy, even though Bolton's just come back into the league. No, it's not. No, they've had a good start. Bolton um, scored a lot of goals. They've, they've conceded a few as well. Uh, I, I would expect it to be quite a high-scoring game. So strap yourself in for a nil-nil. No, uh, But no, I think um, <laughs> they, they play open football. I watched them against Burton Albion on, on Sky a couple of weeks ago and they dominated the game. They had 70-odd percent of the ball, so they like to have a lot of possession. That'll be a strange one because we tend to, to dominate the ball throughout the majority of the games we've played as well. I expect them to come up here like Accrington did have a bit of a go at us, but I think that suits us as well on the counter-attack. All right, Danny, thanks so much for this time. We'll be back soon here on SFC Unfiltered with another interview with someone from the, the squad or the club. We just don't know who it will be just yet. OK, then, we'll speak to you very soon. Take care.